0: Customers are no longer as forgiving as before because they are acutely aware of the range of options that they have. These days, just a simple search on Google can give them information about your competitors. They can find places where they can get better products, better services, better pricing, you know, better everything, right? So, how do small businesses, how do mid-sized businesses survive in these kinds of trying times? And that's exactly why you need to listen very closely to this episode because the key to survival in these times is not to have customers the key to survival is to have fans and let me explain why every big thing starts small it's a natural law every big multinational corporation was once a small business welcome to the small starter business podcast a unique podcast for practical tips and advice To help you start, grow, or turn around your business. Hello and welcome to the Small Starter Business Podcast. I am your host, as usual, John Paul Iwoha. Today's episode is fascinating and it's one of those obvious questions that sometimes uh, doesn't really get the level of attention it deserves and the quality of answers. You know that it deserves so i'm hoping I can, i'm going to do justice to it in this episode and what exactly am i talking about i'm talking about the difference between a customer and a fan right a customer and a fan and why this topic is important is because we're in very challenging times right we are in times where the competition between businesses among businesses is getting fierce and stiff every day there's growing competition for sales and market share you know, the, the competition is getting more and more intense. And these days, no matter what you sell, whether you sell a product or a, or, or a service, it's very easy for another business to show up or several businesses to show up that have better and superior products than you have. They have better pricing. They are more affordable than what you currently offer. They have bigger teams. They are well-funded businesses, right? How exactly do you compete with those kinds of offers, Right. You see, so customers these days have a short fuse. You know, it's it's becoming more and more obvious that customers are impatient and unforgiving of mistakes, errors, or betrayal. Sometimes just one just one mistake or one error, you lose a customer. Customers are no longer as forgiving as before because they are acutely aware of the range of options that they have. These days, just a simple search on Google. Can give them information about your competitors. They can find places where they can get better products, better services, better pricing, you know, better everything, right? So, how do small businesses, how do mid sized businesses survive in these kinds of trying times? And that's exactly why you need to listen very closely to this episode because the key to survival in these times is not to have customers, the key to survival is to have fans. And let me explain why. Now, who is a customer? A customer simply is somebody who gives you money. That It could be a person or a company, but bottom line, they buy your product or your service and they give you their money. But guess what? As long as it makes sense, a customer will give you their money. As long as it makes sense. Why do I say this? The moment they can find better pricing somewhere else, the moment they find a better product, the moment you make a mistake, a customer is typically unforgiving. Because it doesn't make sense to keep buying from you. They will buy from somebody else who is more affordable, has better service, has a cozier environment, you know, all of all those things, right? And some of these things, you can't compete against them. So, a a customer will only buy from you, will only give you their money when it makes sense. But what does a fan do? A fan gives you more than money. A fan gives you their time, which essentially is their attention. A fan gives you their money. And a fan also gives you their goodwill. Now, let me explain. By time, by giving you their time, we know that these days, attention is very limited. People have a very short uh, attention span. People are impatient. They want things now. They are willing to forgive. They want it right now. So if you're able to get the attention of somebody, that's quite precious, right? But apart from just giving you their time and attention, your fans will listen and they follow, You see, fans listen, they follow. They are emotionally invested in your business, in your product, in your service. So that's why time is very important. A customer may not give you time. They will give you money, but a fan will give you time. The second thing is money. Now, some of your fans may be customers. Some of your customers may be fans. But what I'm trying to say is that not every fan may have given you money. I have people who have been following my work for more than half a decade. They are probably listening to this episode, but they've never never bought any product from me. They've never paid me for any service, but they are as much as a fan. They recommend my articles, my work, my books to their friends. They talk about Small Starter. They talk about the podcast. They show up for anything I do. If I have a, a webinar or something, they show up, they read my emails, they like my posts, they follow me on social media, but they haven't paid me any money but they're giving me their time and their attention, right? So when, when a fan buys from you, I've had people who, after following me for four or five years, eventually bought something. And then when you ask, you know, why now? Why now? The, the interesting thing is the reason why a fan buys, it's different, from, it's different from the reason why a customer buys, right? A fan buys to support the business. A fan buys to support you, even when it may not make sense. That's the joy of having a fan. So, for example, fans are more forgiving. You can make errors, you can make mistakes. The fan will walk out and come back. Or like a customer, once it happens, once their, their fuse gets blown, it's gone. Once they find a cheaper price, once they find a better product, they are likely going to leave you. But a fan is unlikely to do that because they're emotionally invested in you, right? The other thing a fan can do, or fans do very well is to give you their goodwill. So, a fan doesn't just give you money, they don't give you time, they also give you their goodwill. They promote and they defend you. They promote your business, they promote your product and they defend you. So, if somebody is out there saying nasty things about your business or giving a negative review, these are the soldiers, your fans are the soldiers who jump in to defend your business without asking them to do it for you. They naturally do it for you because they are emotionally invested in your business. So they defend you. Your fans also promote you. They are ambassadors of your business. They give you free marketing. They give you free advertising. They talk about your product, your service, your business, your brand. They talk about you to their friends, to their family, to their neighbors, anybody who cares to listen. They refer people. They refer customers. They refer people, customers to come by from, from, from you. They give you positive reviews right? So, that is something a fan will do that a customer may not do. A customer doesn't have time to give you reviews or refer people to you. A customer doesn't have time to be your ambassador. They are not that invested in you. They just had the transaction, right? So, it's important to keep this in mind that the key difference between a customer and a fan, at least from the way I've defined it, is that a customer only gives you money, but a fan gives you more, They give you their time and attention. Most fans have that in common. Every fan will give you their time and attention. Some of your fans will give you money. Some of them, not yet. But it doesn't make them any less of a fan. But most of your fans will give you goodwill. They would invest their time and attention to promote your business and your products. They will invest their time and attention to defend you out there without you asking. So those are the key differences between a customer and a fan. But then I guess the question is, how do you make fans? Where do you find fans? How do you create fans versus customers? So in every, different, in every business, is going to be different, right? There is no one rule that fits every business. But what I'm going to do in this episode is to give you some sort of guide that would help you become more discerning in how to get fans over customers. So let's just go. I have five specific tips I'm going to give you. The very first place is to look at the difference between mass market and niche. Mass market and niche. By mass market, I mean a business that targets everybody. When you target everybody, when I ask you, who is your customer? You say, everybody is my customer. That is a mass market. If you are in the mass market, you will likely get more customers than fans, right? Why? You know, so that's because in the mass market, what you're selling is a commodity. There's nothing unique about it. What you're selling it can be easily substituted for what another business is selling. It's like selling water or selling petrol or selling sand. You, you can have different flavors of sand, right? You can have you may have different flavors of water, but basically water is water. What you're selling is a commodity, and when you're selling a commodity, all you get is customers, people who just want to buy from you because you're the cheapest price, because you know. But then they don't have any emotional investment in you, right? But then when you compare that to a niche. A niche is a business that targets specific kinds of people. You target specific kinds of people, not just everybody. When I ask you, who is your customer? You tell me your customer is uh, a woman between the ages of 25 and 45 years old. She's in the urban area. She's likely married, has a couple of children. You know, she's, she, she, she's juggling the demands of her personal life at home as a mother you know, and as a wife. With her professional career and all that and she needs help she needs a nanny she needs um, somebody to help keep the house you know now this is an example of a business that provides housekeepers janitors and nannies to those kinds of places so this person knows that everybody is not their customer they have a clear understanding of who their customer is and when you have a clear understanding of who your customer is and you are targeting those specific kinds of people the offering you have is unique And when you're unique, it's not easy for somebody to easily replace you. When you're unique, you're likable. When you're unique, you give the opportunity and the opening for somebody to develop an emotional connection to you. So if you're going to learn, if you want to learn more about this niche, about how to carve a niche for your business, which is a very important way to create competitive advantage in any market. In these days of cutthroat competition, if you want to set yourself aside, I already devoted a previous episode to the topic of creating niches how to carve a niche for your business in any industry that episode is episode seven episode zero zero seven episode seven in episode seven you will get much more detail about how to carve a niche for your business and it's a very interesting episode i need you to check it out episode seven so the second tip i have for you about how you can create more fans instead of customers again it's a comparison and that comparison is between your product and the personality. What are you selling? Are you selling? Are you focused on your product? Are you focused on the personality? Now, if all people see is your product, if all I can see about your business is your product, you're likely going to get more customers than fans, because all I see is your product. And by, if I see your product, the danger is that I can easily compare your product to another product. And if that other product is better, or if the price is lower, it's cheaper, more affordable, I can easily dump your product for that other product. That's the danger of focusing on your product. But if what you're, if what you're showing is your, your personality, the story of your business, you let people understand your vision, what you're trying to achieve, your mission, the values of your business, that creates an opening for emotional connection. Those people become fans. The people who are fans of Apple, for example, know what Apple stands for right people who follow um, companies like spacex and the rest of them they know what they stand for go and see people who follow just watch closely people who follow sports teams maybe a basketball team or a football team a soccer team you know stuff like that listen to fans when they talk about their favorite sports team they they, they know the history they know when this person was transferred they know the philosophy of the coach they know the playing style of each player. They know the stats. These people are connected beyond just the logo and the product. They are connected to the personality of the business. Every business has a personality. I, I've, I've, I, I can compare the two of them. Before, so when, I started, when I started Small Starter, what I did was just create the corporate face of the business. Even on the, even on the website, it wasn't obvious who the founder was. I was, pu- I was hiding myself behind the small starter brand. That's what I was doing. And all I just got were people who just came to read articles. They were not really interested, you know? And then I pivoted and I changed that. And what I did was I put my personality in front of the brand and then everything changed, right? I started getting getting invited to appear on panels, to speak at events, uh, you know, started traveling, started getting interesting clients, started getting clients that stay. And they don't stay because I'm the best teacher. They don't stay because I speak the best. They don't stay because I teach the best. They stay because of personality. And that's the the power of personality. When you involve your personality, when your personality is involved, it makes it difficult to compare me to another business. Because I'm not just a product. I'm my voice. I'm how I think. I'm how I talk. I'm how I laugh. I'm how I look. That's personality. I I have my opinions. I have my perspectives. I have my beliefs. And those people who believe what I believe in are going to become fans. They can't help it because every human being is unique and that is a competitive advantage. Because you're unique in your own style, in how you are, in what you believe, it's difficult to replace you with anything else. So that in itself creates a major competitive advantage. So like I said, if you focus on your product you're going to get customers. If you focus on the personality, you're going to create fans. Now, the third point I want to talk about, another interesting one, it's a, it's a comparison I've used in previous episodes, and it's, it's more or less the way I like to think about business, because business is about human beings. We can come up with all these theories and all this number crunching and big data and artificial intelligence. At the end of the day, we're dealing with human beings. When it comes to business, it's all about human beings. So that's why you need to look at the two sides of logic versus emotion, right? If you only sell on logic, buy my product because it does A, B, C. If you only sell on logic, you will get customers. You know why? I'm sure you can already guess why. Because customers only buy if it makes sense. Customers will buy if your price is lower than others. If you're you're giving a sale, if you have like a Black Friday sale, or Christmas sale. Customers will show up if you have discounts or bonuses or you're doing giveaways. That's why I'm not a big fan of giveaways, right? If you do giveaways, I now, giveaways are good for your fans when you know who your fans are. But you can't just do general giveaways. If not, you're going to be attracting just people who are customers, right? You're giving a giveaway of an, of an iPhone or you're giving away $1,000. Now, there is no connection. People just sure because they want to win the prize. So the best way to really do those things is to target your fans. So before I get distracted, right, I was talking about logic versus emotion. If you sell only on logic, you are going to get customers because customers will apply logic to say, okay, your product is cheaper than other products. So I'm going to buy your product today. If by tomorrow another 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 competitor has a better price than your product, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to abandon your business like you know, I never did anything with it and move over to the next person. That's what. That's the danger of logic. But if you sell with logic plus emotion, you will create fans. And that's because you need to connect to the human being on the other side. Fans will stick with you even if it no longer makes sense to buy from you or to or to be with you, right? Because it's beyond logic. It's not just that even if your price is higher than others, even if your product is... Not as fantastic as the others. Fans stay with you, even when it doesn't make sense. Why? They are emotionally invested in you. They are emotionally connected, connected to you. And um, I go into a lot more detail about how you can use emotions to sell rather than just sticking to logic, how you can use emotions to sell. And that's in episode 41. That's a previous episode. Episode 41, the, the title is how to use the right message to sell everything, to sell anything, right? In that episode, you're going to learn a whole lot more about my thinking when it comes to logic versus emotion and how you can separate them and use them to your advantage when you're trying to sell stuff to, um, to people. So, don't forget If you only stick to logic, you will only get customers. They will buy from you today because it makes sense. The moment it stops making sense, you're going to lose those people. But fans are not that way because you sell to them with emotion. And once emotion is connected, it's not just as easy as your price is higher than others or your product is um, not as sophisticated as the others. They're going to stick with you because of the emotional um, element. The fourth comparison I want you to look at as a way of Discerning for yourself the best way to find and attract more fans to your business than customers is the comparison between transactions and relationships. This is also something I talk about a whole lot, especially when I'm talking about sales, right? So if you're focused only on making a sale or profit, you just you're just focused on the sale. I want to make money from this from this person. What you will get is a customer. You know? So that's exactly what it is because it's a transaction. If you are If you're transactional, if you're too focused on the transaction, you will just get people who buy from you today and may never come back. Or they will only buy from you when you have a discount or there's a sale or there's some logical reason to buy from you. But these people never stick with you. They are not loyal. They don't have any element of loyalty. They are only loyal to themselves. They are selfish, you know. They don't have any emotional bond. So, If you are the kind of person who focuses, let me just make this sale. Let me squeeze out as much money as I can from this customer so I can make a profit. What you will get is a customer. But if you're focused on building a long-term relationship, you will create a fan. Sometimes you might not make money on the first sale to a fan. But guess what? You are building a long-term relationship where that person will keep coming back to your business and coming back to your business even when it doesn't make sense right? So what would you rather? Would you rather a customer because you want to make money today and sacrifice the money you would have made tomorrow or do you want a fan where you might take a loss today or you might not make any money today but you might end up making money from that person for the rest of that person's life or for the, for the rest of the duration of your, of your business, right? So like I said, transactions and relationships are an interesting way through which I look at How I sell. Personally, that's how I prefer to roll. Building relationships are it's a boring process, it's a time consuming process. You have to invest in it. It's not sexy, right? But then that's the way I choose because it's much more enduring. I have clients that have been with me for more than three, four, five, six years. As their business grows, I'm also I'm being relevant to them. So we are on a journey together. Right compared to somebody who's just a customer where they bought from me one time and down who knows who knows where they are so if you want to learn more about this whole thing about transactions versus relationships I talked a whole lot more about it in a previous episode episode 62 the title of that episode is five sales strategies that have helped me well in business episode 62 you're going to learn a whole lot more about how I think um, through these issues around. Uh, transactions and relationships. Now, the fifth um, interesting point I want to bring to your attention is order value versus LTV. Now, LTV stands for lifetime value, right? So, order value versus the lifetime value. Now, customers are valued by the value of an order or purchase. So, the way people quantify the value of a customer is based on how much how much they spent today or yesterday. You know, that's how you, how, how you quantify the order value of the customer. But for a fan, the way to value a fan is based on lifetime value. And this borrows directly from what I just mentioned before about transactions versus relationships. When you focus on building relationships, the value you create is more because you're creating lifetime value. You're creating value over the life of that customer over the life of that fan in your business and it's usually a longer period of time because fans tend to last longer in your in your business so if you're focused on the order size on how much you can squeeze out from this customer that's short-sighted right but if you're focused on lifetime value then it makes sense that you can sell at a loss today knowing that you have two years three years five years ten years to make money from this person right so It's your choice. Do you want to focus on the order today to make money today so you can have bread today? Or do you want to focus on the lifetime value that gives you a longer period of time to keep making money from from a fan? So at this point in the episode, let's recap. I started this episode by talking about why it's important to pay attention to the distinction and the difference between a customer and a fan. I talked about how competition is growing and is getting intense every day many small businesses are getting crushed because they cannot compete there are competitors that have better pricing they are more affordable their products are better they have bigger teams they have better distribution they have more money they have more investment money how exactly do you compete in a market that is getting so intense where you cannot be sure of your sales next month because everybody just just need to take customers right and on top of that we now live in a world where Customers have a short fuse. Customers are more, much more impatient. Customers are unforgiving of mistakes or errors or any betrayal. So we now live in, 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 in a tougher climb for businesses because you need to find a way to hold on to the customers you already have. And the best way to do that is to transform them into fans. And what exactly is the difference between a customer and a fan? A customer will only give you money as long as it makes sense. Now, that's an, important, that's an important caveat. A customer will only give you money as long as it makes sense. But a fan will give you more. A fan will give you their time and attention. They will listen and they will follow you. And in this day and time, where attention spans are very short, anybody who gives you their time and attention is giving you a very precious asset. So your fans will give you, your time, their, your fans will give you their time and attention. Some of your fans will give you money. But like I said, not all your fans will give you money i still have i have fans that have never bought any of my products or services but it doesn't stop them it doesn't make them any less valuable than every other fan and that's because your fans will give you their goodwill your fans will talk about you they would promote your business and they would defend your business they will get you referrals they will give you positive reviews they will be ambassadors to your business and they will be defenders they will speak for you when you are not available to speak for yourself so that's an important thing a fan will do that most customers will not do. And then I talked about how to create fans versus customers. I talked about the mass market versus the niche. If you're selling to everybody, you're likely going to get customers. But if you are targeted, if you're focused on a niche, you're likely going to make fans. I also talked about the difference between product and personality. If you focus alone on your products, you only get customers because you make it easy for them to compare you to other businesses. But if you infuse your product with the personality of the business, the brand, your story, what are you trying to achieve, your mission, your core values, all these things, you're more likely to, be, to build a fan. I talked about the distinction between logic and emotion. If you only sell what you sell with logic alone, you will get customers. Customers are the ones who compare pricing. They will only buy from you only if it makes sense. But the moment it stops making sense, they move on to the next competitor, right? Fans are not like that. Fans are likely going to stick with you even when it doesn't make sense because they are emotionally invested in you and your business. And then I talked about the distinction between transactions and relationships. If you're focused only on transactions, I just want to meet my sales targets. I want to sell five today. I want to just sell transactions. You're going to create customers. But if you focus on building relationships that will endure in the long term, you're going to create fans. Now, Building relationships can be boring. It's an investment of time and energy. It's not sexy, but in the end, it's, it's likely to carry the day over just transactions because anybody who is building transactions is just focused on the next transaction. But if you're building relationships, you have an asset, you have a reserve that you can pull on even in the worst of times, right? And then I talked about the difference between the order value versus the lifetime value. If you're looking at the order value you want to squeeze out as much money from the from the person today, you will create a customer. But if you're looking at lifetime value, you're looking at how much money you can make from this person in the long term, over the next 5 years, 10 years, 20 years. You are likely going to make more in terms of the lifetime value versus the order value. The order value makes you happy today. Lifetime value makes you happy for quite a long time. So, those were the five um, those were the five points I I covered in, in the in that in that episode. So at this point, uh, at this point in the episode, let's talk about our, our partner, uh, Queza. So Queza is doing something remarkable, really remarkable for the African continent. Queza is opening the doors to international trade, is opening the doors to export markets for small and mid sized African businesses that want to export their products beyond their national borders. If you are making share butter, if you sell share butter in Ghana or you have sesame seeds in Nigeria, or you have all sorts of products from Kenya, South Africa, Côte d'Ivoire, Senegal, wherever, you now have an opportunity to sell your products in other African countries and also to export them to foreign markets like the US, Canada, UK, France, and other countries where you can earn foreign exchange and also fetch better prices for the products that you sell. So to check out Queza, it's transformational. In fact, I quit Queza to what Alibaba did for the Chinese market, right? Alibaba opened the doors to international trade for smaller mid-sized businesses across all of China. And these days, everyday, everything from toys to phone accessories and all sorts are made in China and are sold across the world. I think Queza can do the same thing for African businesses. If, you're, if you have a device, I want to believe you have a device, go to the App Store or the Play Store, search for Queza. Quaza Seller, that's K-U-U-E-Z-A. So if you sell items and you're looking for customers, you're looking for markets to expose your product, download the Queza Seller app on, on, on your phone and start exploring the opportunities. And if you're looking for interesting products of African origin that you, you may want to buy, whether you're in Africa or outside of Africa, and you're, you want to look at an assortment of interesting products, you can download the Quesa app on the App Store, or the Play Store. Search for Kweza user. Kweza user. It is K-U-U-E-Z-A. Kweza user. So at this point in the episode, there are four things I want to talk about. Uh, the first is to join the Insiders Program, right? So the insight I gave you today is just an example of things that show up in conversations with members of our Insiders community. For example, just a simple change in your perspective about how you acquire customers are you keeping them as customers or do you want to transform them into fans just this simple piece of advice alone can significantly transform your business it doesn't matter what you sell all of us need fans in our businesses right now if you're not making fans you can be very sure that your competitors are going to take the customers you have and make them their own fans Right, so it's up to you to start to transform the information you've received into clear action, and that's exactly what the Insiders is for. You cannot get all the information you want in one podcast, in one book, in one course, in one MBA program. Entrepreneurship is a daily contact sport. It's a daily, it's a daily uh, journey. It's a daily run. Right, so that's why belonging to a community like the Insiders is phenomenal. We get access to information, interesting, exclusive information. We network, we collaborate on opportunities. You can imagine what it feels like to have entrepreneurs from different African countries, you know, being able to share this virtual space where different things can happen, different interesting things can happen. So if you want to learn more about the Insiders community, check us out at smallstarter.com insiders. Again, it is smallstarter.com slash insiders. The second thing I want you to consider is to tell your friends about this podcast. The Small Starter Business Podcast is targeted at people who are in the trenches, who are building their business on a day-to-day. So this is not theoretical knowledge. This is not theoretical knowledge. This is practical insight you can apply to your business starting today to get results. So tell your friends about the Small Starter Business Podcast. You have friends who have ideas, They don't know how to transform them into businesses. You have friends who have businesses, but they are struggling to grow those businesses. Or you have friends who have businesses that used to do well. And right now they're thinking of ways to turn around those businesses. Ask them to listen to the Small Starter Business Podcast. We have over uh, 60 episodes, you know, in the archives that they can start listening to. It covers everything from sales to how to raise funds for your business, to talent, to strategy, to how to discover business ideas, how to transform them into businesses and all sorts of important uh, uh, problems that keep entrepreneurs awake at night. And then if you've been listening to us for quite some time and you want to give us a pat on the back, you want to say thank you, one good way to do that will be to give us a five-star review. Head over to smallstarter.com slash review to give us a five-star review. And again, join the Insiders program. That could be a major investment with significant returns on your time, on your efforts, and your money. And it's also a unique opportunity to work directly with me. I look look forward to discussing your ideas, your challenges, your obstacles, and your opportunities. And I also look forward to having you mingle with other members in the Insiders community to get um, the results that you're looking for. So, like I always say, right? difficulties are there for a reason difficulties are there to make you stronger i don't know any entrepreneur who achieved success without going through difficulty difficulty is what makes you you can't eat raw rice or raw beans you have to cook it and it's the cooking that makes food sweet it's only when you cook food that makes food sweet but ask the food cooking is not pleasurable they have to go through very high temperatures high pressures discomfort uncomfortable situations but at the end of the day what comes out nourishing delicious food you need to see yourself as food right every single day you're going through the boiler and you're going through all this pressure all this heat all this stress don't think about the 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 pressure don't think about the heat don't think about the stress think about what it could make of you at the end of this just think about the kind of person you will become the kind of entrepreneur you'll you become at the end of this process. So, like I always say, don't focus on the problems. Don't blame the problems. Don't criticize on the problem. Don't criticize the problems. What you should focus on is being able to get better at solving problems. And that comes to what you know and what you can do. What you know, knowledge. What you can do, skills. The third element is who you know, what is your network like. You know, these are very important things. Knowledge, skill, relationships. Very important. With these three things, you start to eat problems for breakfast. And guess what? The better you are at problem solving, the more you can earn. Because people don't like problems. But if you're that person who can solve problems, guess what? People want you. Because you can give them something that they don't have the skill at. So, until the very next episode, I want you to remain a positive person, remain a realist and focus on building yourself into a better entrepreneur. It may be tough today, but if you keep at it, you're going to look great on the other side. Uh, Talk to you in the very next episode. Stay safe. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Small Starter Business Podcast. To take our free business courses or join one of our signature programs for special entrepreneurs like you, head over to smallstarter.com to join our private community. See you inside.